ארן מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש אשר בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודונה נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן מצג עם שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם תלאי ובקריקרף ותורה 207 כל הדיבורים הם בחינת גבורות All speech, all words, Rabbeinu says, are from the aspect of gvurot, severities, from the left side. Strength. And they shall speak of your, and they'll, uh, and they'll speak of your strength. Um, so we see that speech, though, Rabbeinu is interpreting it a little differently. Speech, though, comes from gvura. In the... In the writings, in the writings of the Arizal, the five severities within Da'at, they break through and emerge through the mouth. And these five severities then become five articulators of speech. As we've seen many times, the different ways to pronounce each letter, the five different ways to articulate um, Speech. We see that all speech is the aspect of Gvurot. Severity, because actually, even though the speech um, is pronounced through the five articulators, those five articulators are sourced in those five uh, severities. And one needs to sweeten them. And the sweetening of this speech comes through studying Torah and good words um, that one speaks. And through this one, um, Sweden speech, being sp- that speech is an aspect of Gvura uh, judgment. Sometimes there are very strong judgments that come out. Heaven forbid. And they end up, these great judgments end up going and, make, and uh, attacking these great, awesome people of the generation. Because they have great doubt, because they have great um, knowledge of God. Therefore, when they emerge, whenever these strong judgments emerge, um, these gvurot will come to great doubt, those with great doubt. And over there, once these gvurot kashot reach great doubt, it emerges through the mouth. These judgments emerge through the mouth and then end up in speech, becoming speech. And then these words are the aspect of strong judgment because the only reason why these words exist are because these strong judgments emerge through this, um, through a person's mouth and the final result into words. And a person needs to see to sweeten them. When a person doesn't sweeten these strong judgments, God forbid. Why? Because if this person, God forbid, doesn't sweeten these judgments, because um, this, these people don't have the strength to sweeten it, or they're at a lower level, that it's impossible to sweeten them. Because they blemish in a sort of sin or another blemish. Because even great tzaddikim sometimes, they blemish and they make an error uh, in some sort of thing. 
as brought down in Kohelet chapter 7, that uh, there is no tzaddik in the earth that does good and never sins. And because they are in this aspect, they cannot sweeten these judgments. Um, which is the speech And therefore, whenever they uh, don't sweeten these words, which are enclosed with all these, or which are the aspect of these strong judgments, then these tzaddikim end up, or these people with great doubt, end up speaking with these words of great judgment. Um, they end up speaking about people, generally bad words. Um, about generally people, or even specifically. Or they speak about, um, um, or they speak about, about the tzaddik of the generation. And then all their words, which are strong judgment, they end up all falling upon the one unique tzaddik of the generation, God forbid. And now it's all left up to this one tzaddik of the generation to sweeten these judgments, these strong judgments, which are these words up above, that even, that, even though these tzaddikim are speaking, and even though the tzaddikim should be able to sweeten it, sometimes they don't even have the koch to do it. So what happens ends up falling, this task ends up falling upon the, the true tzaddik, who is attacked with these strong judgments. Um, and when the true tzaddik um, judges these people favorably by the fact that they are speaking about him, we see that he's inclining towards Kindness. By doing that, he sweetens the judgment. Or he can sweeten it by accepting the suffering and the afflictions that they are speaking about him. When he accepts these difficult words that they are speaking about him with love, through that he sweetens these words of theirs. And uh, these words, which were once judgments, end up turning into chesed. But if God forbid the tzaddik of the generation doesn't have the strength to sweeten these judgments, then he can fog from his level, God forbid, very much through those judgments, those severities that end up coming to him, or he can, God forbid, pass away through this. Whenever the tzaddik passes away, his soul sweetens these harsh judgments. And from this was actually the death of the Baal Shem Tov. Because he said that he would pass away from the action of Shatz. Uh, may his uh, name be erased. Shabtai Tzvi, the false Mashiach. Over there. That the Baal Shem Tov said that he would pass away from this, um, from the, um, the story of the of this false Mashiach. because by the Shabtai Tzvi, there were many awesome people of the generation, outstanding scholars. She taught them that he misled them. Come for some, as is widely known, and then they. Emerged, they exited from the community and they spoke many evil things 
um, about the entire Torah, the, uh, about the entire oral Torah. This is because that they had gvurot kashot come to them. And they could not sweeten it because of this aspect that we mentioned above, that they didn't have the strength. They were too small. Therefore, they spoke evil words about the general populace or the general or uh, something general, which is the Torah Shabbat in this case. And their words ended up falling on the Tzadik of the generation. And the Bal Shem Tov made his memory a blessing. At that time was the, the greatest of the generation. And because of this, he passed away. And just like we say in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, um, who said, that two holes were put into his heart, that the Baal Shem Tov had two holes in his heart because of the, the deed of what happened with Shabbat And because of this, he, he passed away. When people speak about the oral Torah, when they speak about the tzaddik of the generation himself, it's literally one and the same thing. Because the um, essential Torah, the oral Torah, is dependent upon the tzaddik of the generation. That the shechina dwells between and resides between two tzaddikim. And what is the Shekhinah? Um, the Shekhinah Shekhina is the oral Torah. Kamuva. Uh, is brought in, um, in Lesson 12 of the Kutub Moran. I'm going to bring this idea. And the the, the Tzadik or the Tamid Chacham is himself the Torah. And the Chacham is saying that that what the it says over there how stupid are people, how foolish are people that they get up before a Torah, but they don't get up before the Torah scholar. So we see that the Torah in itself is the Talmud Chacham, is the Tzadik. The Torah is the Tzadik. But when the Tzadik sweetens these, these words of these people, then he makes from their words and turns it into a Torah. When he sweetens it, brought in lesson twelve of the Kutubahan. He creates Arachot. Then he creates a Torah Chesed. What's Torah Chesed? The Torah of kindness. What's Torah Chesed? What does it mean to have Torah of kindness? To teach others. The Torah of loving kindness upon her tongue. This is the person who teaches uh, or who studies. Um, on the condition to teach. Because it's certain that whenever the tzaddik of the generation is able to make a Torah from these words, these evil words, or these bad words, it's possible that he's able with these, with this Torah now to teach others with it. And it's, uh, we see that the result is that it's a Torah of Chesed. And now that it's Torah of Chesed, because the Tzaddik transformed these words into a Torah, and now that the Torah is brought down, he can teach people with that Torah. With that, it becomes a Torah of Chesed. Because we say that what is a Torah of Chesed? That it's Torah on condition to teach. And then once he does that, he's able to sweeten those judgments. 
Torah Reishret, Lechon Rabbeinu Tzorvecha. Tu vois que les familles mâles, ce qu'il y a de ce Rabbeinu. Tzofer Rachar et Tadik, Mbakesh, Lamito Bechule. Tzbon Tehilim, chapter 37. The Rasha watches the Tzadik and seeks out to kill him. Perush. Let's bring an explanation. The reason why Reshaim, wicked people, cause affliction and suffering to Tzadikim, and they chase after Tzadikim, this is directly, um, this is very intentional from Hashem. There's a reason why Hashem does this. So that the Tzadik should analyze and examine his actions. We find that we see that the Rasha is like a tzofe, a watchman, like um, the watchman of a city, which is called a tzofe. It's actually true that the Rasha, Rabban was telling us, it's just like a watchman watches the city. The Rasha is watching the tzaddik to ensure that he doesn't fall into gashmiut, into uh, materialism into physicality. Perush, another explanation on this verse. The little bit of machloket that uh, that happens upon the tzaddikim, the machloket that people have upon the tzaddikim, the strife uh, that occurs upon the tzaddikim, it's actually good for the tzaddikim. Because this machloket is actually like a covering for the tzaddik. So that tzaddikim do not become too much more famous or too revealed more than what they need to. This is an explanation of what it says in the verse. Tzofe Rasha Tzadik. The Rasha watches the Tzadik. Tzofe. What does it mean to watch? Tzofe Leishon Michse. Tzofe comes from the language of Michse to cover over. You shall um, overlay or cover it with uh, gold. Tzipita comes from the word Tzofe. Tzipita in the case of Shemot means to cover over. So we see that Tzofe, the same uh, letters, the same root, can also mean to cover over. So the Rasha covers over the Tzadik. But Rameru tells us, these Rashaim, these wicked people, they, they cause a multitude of strife. They cause a lot of strife. To the extent that they cover over the Tzadik very, very much. Until the tzaddikim do not even have the strength to endure and to bear their strife and their, their enemies of the hate of these wicked people. And the, the Rasha seeks out to kill the tzaddik. Just like when a person is covered from head to toe until a person is not able to breathe. The same is true of these wicked people. They cover the tzaddikim over. They increase the veils through their uh, strife upon the tzaddik and they seek out to kill the tzaddik. But, as it finishes off at the end of the verse, Hashem does not um, leave the tzaddik in the Rasha's hands. We know in the Gemara Barachot, it says over there, that the prayers of the day, the three prayers of the day, were established uh, corresponding to the daily sacrifices. The Korbanot, the sacrifices that we used to bring in the temple, um, are now replaced with Tfilah.
According to the Nusach of the En Yaakov, it's brought what? This verse, or this idea, this teaching, even a thief poised at the breach, calls out to God. We find afterwards, so we see that the thief also has a prayer, which means that each and every person has this, uh, uh, has this aspect of bad fila. But we see that afterwards, we find when a person prays a prayer that ought to be prayed, a good prayer, and that bad prayer that he once prayed then comes to confuse him. And this is what it says in the Gemara that the uh, Tfilot were corresponding, corresponding, but also means to oppose. That this tefillah is coming to oppose him. And what's the tikkun, the rectification, when a bad tefillah comes to oppose you and comes to confuse you when you're trying to pray? Is to bring in guests, specifically a Torah scholar. Um, that the, the guest blesses. That a guest brings blessing. And what is the guest? That the guest brings blessing. And what is the guest? The pathway of the tzadikim is like a radiant light. In this language, and Mishle means pathway, but here Rabban is explaining to be oreach, to be a guest, meaning a tzadik as a guest brings a radiant light and blessing. And it says, in Mishle um, chapter 10, that the blessings are on the tzaddik's head. And what are the blessings on the tzaddik's head? The 18 blessings of, uh, of the Shmona Ishe, the 18 blessings of the silent prayer. So we see here. We find that through the tzaddiks, um, through hosting a tzaddik or a tamid chacham, and once you host him, he's able to rectify uh, tzfilah. She's able to rectify that bad prayer so that you should be able to pray properly. And this is the explanation of what it says in That we said that tzfilot that tzfilot are corresponding and to our. The tefillot parallel the daily sacrifices. So tefillah was established to parallel the sacrifices that we used to do in the Beit HaMikdash. Keneged, we said, is the tefillah that opposes him whenever he tries to pray a good prayer. But temidit established um, according to the sacrifices. This is the aspect of bringing in a guest, specifically a tamid chacham. Uh, the one who hosts um, a Talmudic scholar in his house is as if he brought the daily sacrifices. So that's the idea of why the tefillah was established corresponding to Tamidin and how uh, 
bringing in a tzaddik as a guest can uh, repair your prayer. Torah Reshu, Lishon Rabbeinu Zemracha. Torah 210. Al Mas Masar Matan Be'emuna Umekeim Ve'ahavta. That through Masar Matan Be'emuna, when a person does business dealings with faith, he's able to uh, fulfill the verse of what it brought down in Shema, Ve'ahavta Tashem Lokecha. You shall love Hashem your God. What is V'ahavta? What does it mean to love Hashem your God? That meaning that heaven's name shall become beloved through you. Meaning that people, when they see you, they, they love Hashem because they see how much you are of, a, of a, an example. And when you fulfill V'ahavta, you shall love Hashem your God. Through this, you shall have a panasa without any toil or struggle. Um, the difficulty of the person's livelihood, like the splitting of the sea. We know that the splitting of the sea comes through Avraham. The merit of Avraham. And we know that Avraham represents this aspect of and you shall love Hashem your God because Avraham represents chesed, kindness, which is the aspect of love. Um, in the Zohar, it brings the verse, um, that sea returned to its normal state just before morning. Which morning is this? This is the morning of Avraham. This is a reference to the Red Sea. The Red Sea that after it being split, it returned back to its normal state in the morning. But which morning is referencing the Boker of Ram, meaning that this, the Red Sea was split in the merit of the of Avram Avinu, whose Chesed Boker. We see that when the, the morning time arrives, which is Avram Avinu, because morning is Chesed. The difficult becomes easy. Because until the morning came, um, a person's panasa is like is as difficult as the splitting of the sea. Nimsa. But we see that when a person does business with faith, a person is linked to this this verse of that you shall love Hashem your God, which is what which is Avraham Avinu. Then it's not as difficult for him to earn a livelihood. The reason why people travel. The essential sweetening of judgments only comes through the purification and the holiness of the mind, of a person's thoughts. Because that is their source. The judgments source are sweet are inside the 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 mind, as we're gonna see. And the sweetening of the judgments come through the mind. A person's thoughts come Everything is purified in the mind. It's impossible to attain truly uh, pure intellect except by attaching yourself to the tzaddikim. It says, that Moshe took the bones of Yosef. What did it say in the Zohar over there? We know that Moshe took Yosef's bones out of Egypt. Moshe represents the intellect of Yosef, and Yosef represents the tzaddik. Meaning there's no perfection to the intellect except by attaching yourself to the true tzaddikim. 
We know that Rosh Hashanah is the source of all judgments. Shel kol Hashanah of the entire year. Betzarich letaher machshato kedelam tikam. And a person needs to purify his thoughts in order to sweeten them. Uvishvilizenos in tzadikim, and because of this, this is why we travel to tzadikim. Kedeli skod dikdushat machshava in order to merit holy thoughts. So we see the importance of attaching ourselves to tzadikim. Um, as we see with Moshe Rabbeinu, that he brought the bones of Yosef out of Egypt because Moshe, who represents the intellect, and we know Moshe's dad, had to grab Yosef before. Because in order for Moshe um, to attain perfection, the perfection of the mind, um, which in our case means to swing the judgments, it's only through attaching yourself to Tzadikim. And this is why Moshe had uh, attached himself in essence to, the, to Yosef by bringing out his bones. Um, so we see that Rosh Hashanah, because it's the source of all judgments of the entire year, a person needs to sweeten the judgments more than ever. And how do you do that? To purify your thoughts. And how do you purify your thoughts? As you see with Moshe Rabbeinu, attach yourself to the tzaddik. Last Torah for today, Resh Yud Bet, Torah 212, directly from the manuscript of Rabbeinu. This is the aspect of clapping your hands. Because when you clap your hands, you're actually able to peer, to look at Hashem's portrait. <clears throat> uh, at Munat Hashem, the Hashem's image. Ki Hashem, because Hashem's Tmunah, His portrait, what does it mean, God's portrait? Because we know God has no form. Meaning, His representations, the way that we depict and imagine God. For example, we say about God that He's merciful, compassionate, and other appellations, the demonot, and other ways we represent and call out to Hashem. And the way we call Him out. All these um, depictions, the prophets reveal to us. And what is prophecy or the prophets? This is the spoken word of prayer. These are the words of Tfilah. Why? Because as we say in the verse, Niv Sfatayim. It's brought down in Shemot, chapter 14, verse 27. Niv Sfatayim. Um, the expression of the lips. Niv comes from Navi. So we see that Niv, Navi is, is uh, Niv Sfatayim. Expression of the lips, meaning the words of prayer. So that when we say these words with our lips, of these portrayals and these representations of God. And we call out to Hashem, and we clap our hands while doing so. Then we fulfill what it says in Hosea chapter 12, by the hands of the Nevi'im I'm portrayed. Meaning by the hands of the person who's speaking with the expression of the lips, which is an aspect of prophecy. I am portrayed. Meaning what? The prophets are these words that we mentioned. And the the, the hands, the palms of a person when they, he claps them are the hands of the Nevi'im that is brought down in Hosea. The Yadah Nevi'im, but the hands of the Nevi'im, as we say. So, meaning when you clap, when you pray, and then this dimyon, this uh, depiction of God is revealed, fulfilling the verse of Yadah Nevi'im, by the hands of the Nevi'im, I'm portrayed. Meaning when you portray and you call out to Hashem while you're praying and you clap your hands, and you fulfill the verse what is brought down in Bamidbar, chapter 12, that you're peering at the depiction of God. Um, now you're able to fulfill that, basically. 
you're peering and you're looking at the depiction of Hashem. We also see that clapping the hands is an aspect of what is brought down in Yechezkel chapter 10. Human hands from under their wings. Because the wings are words. A winged creature will speak the word. So we see that uh, <coughs> that the wings represent words. And we see the winged creature speaks the words. Specifically with the wings. Gam also through clapping. We also see that prayer is encompassed within the written Torah and the oral Torah. When a person claps during prayer. Which are the two hands. What are the two hands? The written Torah and the oral Torah. The, the hand that writes and the hand that seals. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry, Tikkun, uh, not Tikkun 89, it's only 70, tiku, uh, page 89. Um, uh, what does it say? The hand that writes, the hand that seals, uh, which is the idea of the of Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh. Torah Shabbat Peh is the hand that seals. We also know that the strength of speech comes through attaching yourself to the tzaddikim as it's brought, as it's brought, uh, brought down. Um, as it's brought. Look at um, all these ideas that we just mentioned in Tikkun Yudchet of the Torah. It speaks about these inyanim. The mouth is called by virtue of the tzaddik. Or it's called mouth. Why do we call it the mouth? Because by virtue of the tzaddik, all this stuff is very deep. Um, I don't understand a lot of it, but nonetheless, in its simplicity, may it uh, maybe truly uh, fulfill what is saying, what is written here. From lesson two hundred nine up until this point, has been from the manuscripts of Rabenu. Um, so bezrat Hashem. May we, uh, may we attach ourselves to the Holy Tzadikim and truly fulfill the words that we just mentioned and the lessons that Rabbeinu uh, taught us today.